Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help leaders go further, faster. On today's podcast, my friend and longtime host of the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast, Lane Jones, and I are back together for a conversation about integrity in the life of the leader. Now, the reason I'm introducing, even though Lane is generally the host of the program, is that actually this topic was Lane's idea, um, and it's certainly an important one. So, Lane, I'm going to pitch it back to you. Why did you ask me to talk about integrity and the life of the leader? And then I'll let you ask me your question. All right. Well, it's great to be with you again for this important topic. And I think it's important because it seems like Every week, there's some incidents where a, a lack of integrity has severely impacted a well-known leader. And those are just the ones we all know. There are right. countless others that we will never hear of. And, you know, Andy, I think to most of us, the answer to this seems obvious. But in your mind, why is personal integrity such a big issue? Um, several reasons. But here's the um, kind of behind-the-scenes dynamic of what happens when a leader sacrifices or compromises their integrity. A failure of personal integrity always impacts some other persons. Mm. And we think it's personal, and since it's personal, we think it's private. But if any of us who have people that we're responsible for, whether it's our family members, people in our organization, our department, you know, whatever it might be, anytime a leader of any sort, again, family, organizational, nonprofit, whatever, whenever there's a failure or a compromise in integrity, um, it's not just personal because some other persons are always impacted. Then the other side of this that doesn't get much airplay is this, that just a single incident of bad, you know, one compromise has the power to cancel or cast a shadow over a lifetime of good. Mm. And this isn't fair. I mean, this isn't fair in the sense that it's not even, but of course, life isn't even, life isn't fair. Um, and when I talk to leaders about this, I say, hey, just remember this. And we all can think of examples. Our final moments, our final moments in whatever position of leadership we have, have the potential to overshadow our finest moments. Wow. And so for many of us, we could just name names. We're not going to do that. You know, some folks who have accomplished some extraordinary things, when their name comes to mind, we don't think about the extraordinary things they accomplished. Oftentimes we think about that moment of failure, that compromise that, you know, essentially overshadowed their um, final moment. As my dad used to say, reaping hmm. is, you know, we, we reap what we sow, but he would say, you always reap later and greater, hmm. later and greater. It is not even, it's not fair. Um, and often it has the potential to overshadow all the good. So all that to say, and, and again, these are the things we don't think about. And in the moment of tension, the moment of, of temptation, these things are the furthest things from yeah. our mind. But it, it needs to be front and center, especially for those of us in leadership, mm. because people depend on us for their jobs, their livelihoods, a whole lot of other things. So it's, it may be a personal decision, but it is going to impact some other persons. Andy, I've always liked your definition of integrity. Why, why don't you frame it for our conversation today? Yeah, well, you know, memorable is portable, So, um, and sometimes my definitions are and sometimes simplistic. But basically, for me, integrity is just doing what you ought to, even if it costs you. Mm. It's just doing what you ought to, even if it costs you. You know what you ought to do. You know what you hope your children would do mm. if they were in your situation. You know what you hope your spouse or your boss or your supervisor would do if they were in your situation. So most of the time, we know what we ought to do, and we don't do what we ought to do because Oftentimes it costs us. So integrity is making the decision to do what I ought to do, even when I know it's going to cost me. And when we don't do what we ought to, as I just said, it always costs somebody. The load or the stress is transferred. And as we all try to explain to our children, you know, my personal irresponsibility 
always becomes somebody else's responsibility, that our irresponsibility always becomes somebody's responsibility. So again, the load is transferred. It's never personal, even though it's private. And so at the end of the day, if I'm going to be a leader of integrity, I just have to decide, you know what? It's not what I want to do. It's going to cost me to do this, but I'm going to do what I ought to do, um, even if it costs me. I think you've just encapsulated all the family dysfunction I've ever encountered. <laughs> but as you said, it's often easy to fool ourselves into thinking it's it's a personal issue. Right. I know you had a unique way of teaching this lesson to your kids when they were young. Yeah, when my uh, kids were young, like most young kids, from time to time, they would leave a towel on the floor or a towel on the bed, or they would leave a mess somewhere. But I'll just use the towel illustration. So, you know, you go upstairs, you see the towel, the wet towel on the floor, or yeah. worse, on the bed. And what do we do? We pick it up, put it in the bathroom. When they get home or when we see them, you know, we, you know, once again, don't leave, you know. So um, after two or three episodes of this, I came up with a version. Because, again, I wanted my kids to understand that their irresponsibility gets transferred. That stress right. gets transferred. It becomes somebody else's responsibility. Generally, Sandra, you know, their, their mom's responsibility. So um, Sandra and I had a little agreement and they would leave a towel. She would see it. She'd call me up. I'd go up to the room and then I would call said child up <laughs> to their room and I would, and they would see the wet towel on the floor and they would immediately go to pick it up. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to pick it up. I want you to ask me to pick it up. And they hated this. This was so humiliating. I'm like, no, no, don't touch it. I want you to say, dad, would you please pick my wet towel up off the floor and hang it in the bathroom? Dad. I'm like, no, 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 don't touch it. I want you to ask me to do it because I want you to understand when you leave a wet towel on the floor or the bed, that is the equivalent of asking me or your mom to come up here and pick up your wet towel. So I want us to, I want you to see this in action. So I want you to say, dad, they, I'm telling you, they hated this. Um, but a little shame and humiliation, you know, yeah. it's an appropriate parenting strategy from time to time. And again, this, you know, we didn't have to do that, but a couple of times, but I just wanted them to understand your irresponsibility becomes someone's responsibility. This is not a neutral um, event. <laughs> what a great way of driving that point home. And, and you've made it clear that lack of integrity can cost us, but you've, when you've taught our staff this, you, you, you actually talk about a dangerous sequence that actually we can all fall into. Explain that. Well, it's a dangerous sequence. And some of us, some of our listeners, you know, maybe you, Lane, I don't know, maybe me are in the process of this sequence now. Mm. When we're not aware of it, uh, we eventually pay for it. The sequence is simply this, that one breach of integrity almost always leads to another. And the first breach makes the second breach easier. Mm. And the second breach of integrity creates a pattern and a pattern is a direction. And as we've talked about before on the podcast, direction, not intention, determines our destination. Direction, not intention, determines our story, our legacy, the, the story that we have to tell or the stories we hope we never have to tell. So, again, in, in the moment, it's, you know, it's just going to be one time. And, again, we'll talk in a few minutes about why we're so prone oftentimes to, you know, sacrifice our integrity. But as leaders, again, there is so much at stake for so many people. So the point being is another way of saying this is that for most of us, our greatest regrets, our greatest regrets were preceded by a series of unwise decisions, not, mm -hmm. not necessarily wrong decisions, immoral, you know, illegal decisions, just unwise decisions. So as leaders, if we can be conscious of the fact that, you know what, this is a small breach of my integrity. This isn't a game changer. This isn't going to be the mm -hmm. end of the world. But it's, those, it's that series of unwise decisions, those small decisions that always lead to the big one that we, you know, look back and wish we could undo. So it's not just a matter of, hey, I'm just, I'm never going to sacrifice my integrity in a big way. 
by the time we get to the big way, it's usually at the end of a lot of small, smaller decisions that we've made that, mm. you know, again, at the, in, the, in the moment, they weren't huge. They were just a series of unwise or small breaches. So it creates a pattern. The pattern, unfortunately, shapes, if we're not careful, it shapes our legacy. Mm. If you think about it, Lane, every leader you know or every leader we know or that we know about um, who was forced out of an organization or a lost opportunity because of irresponsible behavior— they wished they'd remain true to that seemingly extreme, unnecessary, um, out-of-fashion or old-fashioned demands of their conscience. Because, again, it was such a small thing in the moment, but those small things lead to big things. And this is why, um, as we say all the time, you know, leadership begins with the person in the mirror. And if I'm not leading the person in the mirror well, eventually um, my failure as a leader is going to impact some other people in some other mirrors. Yeah. Andy, when I've heard you teach this, you've talked about four primary areas where our integrity will be tested. They're money, liberty, recognition, and pleasure. Yeah, I mean, money, we, we all understand that part. Liberty, I'm talking about our freedoms. Hey, I want to be free to do whatever it is I want to do. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Mm. Um, we felt that way since we were five, <laughs> six, seven, right? It never really goes away. Recognition, uh, you know, I want credit for everything I've done. I want credit for some of what you've done. Mm. I just I just want to be recognized. Right. And then, of course, pleasure. So for those of you in our podcast audience, if you are in leadership for the long haul, you will have to say no. Eventually, you will have to say no to opportunities for income. They're legal. They're kind of legal-ish. Mm. You wouldn't want to have to explain it to anybody. But you you just know in your conscience this, is, yeah. this isn't the thing to do. You're going to have to say no to certain liberties, um, perhaps liberties that everybody else around you takes. But you're, for you, because of your situation, because of what you're doing, because of who's right. looking to you, because of what's at stake, you just have to say no. Entitlements, um, you know, one of the problems with leadership or one of the challenges in leadership is people are grateful. They appreciate us. They depend on us. They want to do things for us. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important disciplines for a leader is to get in the habit of resisting entitlements, which means you recognize the entitlement before you embrace the entitlement and you find a way to diplomatically and politely say no, thank you, but no. And then, of course, you're going to have to say no to pleasures that you crave. It's, it's just going to happen. And the, the challenge, again, with leadership is because over time, we find ourselves surrounded with people who depend on us and want us to succeed, but they also want us to succeed because they want something from us. Mm-hmm. If we're not careful, the people who love us the most have the greatest potential to undermine our integrity by, again, because they want to do, they can't do enough for us and they depend on us. So all of these are the subtle traps of leadership and young leaders, um, you just don't see these things coming in. You just think that'll never happen to me. And one of the reasons we don't think it'll happen to us is because by the time we hear the big story about the the famous person that just went off the rails or, you know, blew up their, their business or blew up their family or, you know, blew up their legacy. By the t- time we hear that story, we don't know the backstory. And we never hear the backstory usually. And the backstory is filled with the kinds of things that we just talked about and that we're talking about right now. So again, it's a bit of a heads up. It's a bit of a warning. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. 
Andy, I'd like to go back to the definition of integrity, doing what you ought to, even if it costs you. Uh, recently, I heard you present this, and you, you posed it as a personal question for members of the audience, then answered it for everyone. You, you asked this. You said, so what will you do when you know doing what you ought to will cost you? And then you answered it for everybody. Yeah. Um, I said, here's the answer to that question. Here's the answer to the question, what will you do when you know doing the right thing is going to cost you? The answer is it depends on what's most important to you. Mm. That's the answer to the question. It just depends on what's most important to you. And when our integrity, when the ability to go to bed at night with a clear conscience, um, when our desire to not have secrets, when our desire to be able to tell our whole story to our kids and grandkids um, without having to skip any chapters, when that is preeminent, when it is enough to know that I did the right thing, Mm. or another way of saying it, when the reward is knowing I did the right thing, when that is the supreme value, well, then, hey, when it costs us, it costs us, and we pay the price, but we're just not going to do the wrong thing. This is when you discover what or who you're most committed to. These are the moments, and every leader is going to have multiple, mm. <laughs> multiple forks in the road. These, I mean, these are defining moments. Um, this is when we dis- discover really what we value most. We, we say things that we value. We write them on the wall. But this is, this is when you discover what you value most. We discover if our integrity is disposable. We discover if our integrity is simply a means to an end or if our integrity is the end. The reward is knowing that I did the right thing even when it cost me. Andy, speaking of a means to an end, you you connect our willingness to compromise our integrity to our assumption that we can predict and consequently control outcomes. Yeah. Connect those dots for us. Yeah, this is such a big deal. And again, this is I think this is driven a little bit by temperament and personality sometimes and success and, you know, who we're surrounded with. But all of us think that we can predict outcomes. Mm -hmm. If I do A, then B will happen. If I do C, then D will happen. And sometimes we're right. A lot of times we're wrong. But the truth is we're just predicting outcomes, and we're not all that good at predicting outcomes. The reason we know we're not is because so many high-profile leaders made decisions assuming they could control the outcomes if they were caught, control the outcomes if things came to light, um, determine the outcome— And in fact, they could not. And again, these are powerful, influential people oftentimes. Well, if they can't control and manage outcomes, you know, who are we to think that we have (laughs) the ability to both either predict or control um, outcomes? In in essence, um, when I make a decision to sacrifice my integrity, I'm predicting an outcome. I've decided, you know what? Ultimately, I'll be happier. That's I'm predicting an outcome. Right. I'll be richer. I'll be further along. I'll be out of debt. You know, I'll avoid arrest. I'll avoid the wrath of my <laughs> spouse or my boss or my parents. Again, these are the things that run through our minds. Like, I, I'm, I'm predicting an outcome, but we're not good at predicting outcomes. So what happens is we sacrifice our integrity, and this is so important. We sacrifice our integrity for an imagined outcome. But there is only one certain outcome when I sacrifice my integrity, and that is 
I have sacrificed <laughs> my integrity. Right. There's only one certain outcome if you choose to compromise your integrity, and that is you've compromised your integrity. That's the certain outcome. And along with that outcome is the second unanticipated outcome that now we're in conflict with ourselves. We're double-minded. And then there's a third outcome. Now we have a secret or secrets. Mm. And secrets, this is the thing, and we've seen this because we're in ministry, secrets always manifest themselves. It, it causes us in some ways to walk and lead with a limp. People know there's something wrong. And they may never discover exactly what it is, but there's just something. Secrets create insecurity because uh-huh. secrets put us out of kilter and out of balance with ourselves. Mm. And nobody anticipates this, and nobody imagines that on the front end of a decision to sacrifice their integrity. So there are outcomes we don't anticipate, and those are the outcomes we never, ever predict. And last thing, those are outcomes a person cannot control. It is beyond their control. It is out of control. In fact, their best option once they've sacrificed their integrity is to go public with what they've done, get forgiveness from the people they need to get forgiveness from, own their decision, and then if there's restitution that's owed, that's the only way to get back into balance um, with ourselves. But again, these are the things that we don't anticipate. We think we can control the outcomes. And ultimately, when a person sacrifices their integrity, they are stuck with an outcome. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get unstuck is to go public with something they never should have done in the first place. So basically the bottom line is there are no guaranteed outcomes other than we've compromised our integrity. And every leader needs to remember that and decide, is that something I want to live with? And the answer on the front end is absolutely not. Andy, that's that's great. But as we close today's podcast, any any final thoughts? Just this, I I don't think this is a one and done decision um, to guard our integrity at all costs. I think it's daily. Mm. I mean, I really do. And, and many of us have a morning routine that we go through, some sort of exercise routine, either physically or mentally or something we read. And I think it's important, again, the more responsible we are, the more people who are looking to us to begin our day and just recommit to ourselves, or if you're a person of faith, recommit to God or, you know, whatever context you do that in, to recommit. At the end of this day, I want to end this day with a clear conscience. Mm -hmm. Today, I don't want to do anything I would be embarrassed for someone else to find out about. Today, I don't want to do anything I wouldn't want to tell my children. Today, I'm going to write a chapter, a small, short chapter in the story of my life. I want this to be a good chapter. Mm -hmm. And then today, when I find myself at that fork in the road of I can go left and it's going to cost me or I can go right and it looks like it's going to benefit me, but I'm going to have to sacrifice my integrity. I'm going to pre-decide when those moments come. I am pre-deciding. I will pay the price to maintain my integrity because I value my integrity. And here's here's the, the thing. I value my integrity more than I value the thing that I might gain if I'm willing to sacrifice my integrity because I'm not going to play God. I'm not going to predict outcomes. So I really do think it is a daily decision. We're all going to be tested. Um, It's a pop test, right? Nobody (laughs) says, now tomorrow at three o'clock, you're going to have an integrity test. Study hard, right? It's a pop quiz every single time. So anticipating those moments, the best of our ability, and remembering the only outcome we can predict is that on the other side of that bad decision, we're going to live with the consequence and we will have sacrificed our integrity. And if no one else ever knows, we know. Mm. And that should be enough to decide, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing, even if it 
cost me. That integrity is deciding to do what you ought to do, even if it costs you. Andy, thanks so much for this time with us today. And and thanks to our audience for listening. Be sure to visit the andystanley.com website where you can download the Leadership Podcast Application Guide that includes a summary of our discussion, questions for reflection, and group discussion. And join us next month on the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. Podcast.